So we are here to talk about um, the season finale, the the mid season finale of season um, five of Suits. Yeah, um, I thought we would start by talking about how we feel about Suits as a show before the season finale, uh, mid uh, mid season finale. How we feel about Suits as a show in general. Um, I'm going to start by saying that I think the show has um, a, has a way of being very circular where there hasn't been much change. And I would say this is kind of a criticism of the first four seasons or three seasons where nothing really changed. Like the, the, the core characters um, always stayed in their roles and we saw this a lot when Mike um, quit to become an investment banker. And then this was like a big, the end of season three, it was a big finale, and then um, within like four episodes, he was back at the firm and you know tossing papers onto tables and stuff like that, uh, and said, "This is bullshit." Uh. Yeah, that's it's kind of weird how like shows like this often have like um, a specific idea in mind of how like the show progresses and how each character uh, fits in together and. I find that as the seasons go on, usually they have a hard time like reinventing what the relationship between the characters is and like are they always going to be like doing the same things over and over or is it going to evolve to become something different? And I think Suits has really been... I think they're trying to reinvent themselves slowly and trying to move the storyline along. Um but while still keeping like all the characters we know and love. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I don't think the show would be the same without the relationship with Har- uh, Harvey and Mike. Um, so I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't want it to be, become so different um, that it becomes completely like a different show. Yeah, I think with, um, you know, with Mike being arrested at the end. So we'll, we will get to this. Um, Spoiler alert! If you haven't, um, so with the end of um, at the, so at the end, I am jumping the gun here, right at the end, um, with Mike being arrested, um, you know the the thought crosses your mind like, okay, so um, in real life, it's like, okay, Mike's out of the picture. If you just ignore the fact that this now affects everybody else, um, and just ignore that for a sec, it's like, okay, so Mike's now in prison. And they can all continue with their lives, right? It's like, no, the show would not be the same if it was like, oh, so now we're just going to focus on Harvey and Mike isn't going to be in it anymore. Like, that wouldn't be the show. Um, it has to be those two people um, for the show to be suits. Um, so one thing that's been on my mind as I'm watching like the recent seasons is that there is less and less of an emphasis on uh mike being like smarter than everybody and being having like this like photographic memory um that makes him like way better than anybody else um that was like really present in the first season um so it's kind of strange to see that transition of mike becoming more like a regular human being uh if that Mm -hmm. makes sense and making more mistakes and being more um having to be like on his guard all the time and we've seen i think it's the episode before um the mid-season finale uh where like rachel had to step in um and uh do um take on the the client um for him um because otherwise it would have been discovered um, and that's a side of Mike that we haven't seen very much in the uh, the early early seasons. Yeah, I think that there's one of the really good things about Suits has been this very slow and gradual change to each character, especially with Mike, where we've seen them go, not in any jumps or leaps. It's not like we got to season four and then suddenly Mike became like a professional. It's like this very slow transition that we haven't really noticed. But if you think about how Mike was at the start of season one, he was this rookie, he knew nothing, he got every single thing wrong. Um, 
and Mike. You remember like how he had that bike messenger bag? Yeah. And he came in and Harvey made fun of him for it. And there was a lot of people looking down on him and looking at him as a rookie. And if you think about that now, that seems so strange because now you see him with his own office and there was a scene where he... Um, he said to Hardman, uh, you should have seen the way that Rachel's dad um, looked at him. Or some, there, was, there was some reference to how he, like, how he was on par with Rachel's dad. Um, right. And that, that, just, that is such a transformation. Right. And this yeah. isn't something that's happened really fast, like over a single season. This is something that's been gradual all the way through. I think that's a real um, talent. Um, a, a real commitment from, I guess, the writers or the people who have been overseeing it all of this time to kind of have that very gradual transition and to manage that over the past four years. Yeah, and I mean, we'll get to it as we uh, talk more in, into details about the episode itself. But um, I was re-watching it before we started recording. And taking some notes. And it really struck me how amazing the dialogues are. Like, it's so well written. And it's just testament that, um, like, putting all that effort into, like, crafting these characters that are all so different from each other. And so complex characters that have different facets to them pays off by making the, the series be able to last way longer than if it was like just a, the stereotype characters that you usually see in TV shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, you wrote on the notes that the character of Jessica... Yes. Um, I think... Let's, let's jump in the... Um, talk about like the actual episode and I'll, I'll get to it um, with that. Um, I think because um, there's a lot of things that happen in that episode um, that give us more of a backstory on um, who Jessica is and like kind of gives us a insight on how she thinks and why she behaves the way she behaves um, that I thought was really interesting um, and she's she's not a character that um a lot of people would um, really like notice a lot in the 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 show, but I think she has uh, some of the best lines and some of the best character evolution in the show. So I thought she's I think she's very interesting. Yeah, um, there was a thing in the scenes with Harvey and the flashbacks with Harvey and Jessica that I kind of found confusing, and I was a little bit thrown by. It seemed to me, and I, I think I might just be totally wrong here, it seemed to me that there was a hint that they were in a relationship with each other. Am I totally off there? Or? That's not how I see it. So is that the um, the part where uh, Harvey asked her, can I move in with you? I can't like stay home anymore. And then there's like a, fall, a flashback of her telling her boyfriend that like, hey, Harvey just told me... Uh, he wanted to move in with me and he's like oh why didn't you tell him yes like you're <laughs> you're always at work so why not bring it home with you uh, is that the the party we're thinking of yeah it was yeah I think I think I w- I think I was confused by it but I don't know I, I... yeah I, I it was kind of weird though because like it seemed like he um Harvey was just starting uh at Pearson Hardman, I guess. Um and already asking Jessica like if he could like crash on his couch or on her couch or, or something like that. Um which is kind of a odd if they because I assume they didn't know each other that much at that time. Yeah, I uh, I think I struggle with putting Harvey and Jessica into the position where Harvey is an intern and Jessica is the head of this big company and Harvey is asking Jessica, hey, do you mind if I crash on your couch? Like, yeah. could you imagine if Harold did that? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, or even Mike. I, f- I feel like no one would take that seriously. Yeah, 
it it just seemed it just the dynamic of it just seemed a bit weird and I couldn't quite place what entirely what their relationship was. Um, yeah, I was like, I is he a friend more... of hers? It seems out of character. Weirdly, for her to be friends with somebody who's an intern, like you think that ever since she you know, popped out of the womb. She's always been like the head of a company or something. <laughs> yeah. But I think for Harvey, it never was like that. He, I don't think he ever saw her as someone he'd be like in a relationship with. Mm. But that scene is actually really interesting because it really shows how she gave pretty much everything up for her firm. Mm. And her work is more important than anything. Even though she says, oh, you're more important than my work. He broke up with her, and she she stayed at her work. I, f I feel like if her relationship really was more important, she would have found a way to fix it. But she chose to stick with her work and continue building her firm. And putting that scene in that episode where her leadership is questioned, mm. some people want to remove her from being managing partner, I thought was really interesting. You also see her later. Um, she's like throwing things at the at the wall, and like it's really the first time you see Jessica really lo losing her composed nature. She's usually really on top of everything and is already like two steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. But in that moment, she wasn't. Um, and sometimes, even though she she's not prepared for something. She she always acts like she is no matter what. Yeah. And that was the first time we saw we saw her being vulnerable in that way. Jessica is a person that I would not want to face off against. Um, every it seems like she's this force where she she's always kind of like a like a like a figure that's in place and. You, I think people like are on a spectrum of how seriously they take themselves. Jessica takes herself very seriously, and she puts that out a lot. And she is very forceful in the way that she she's very firm. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Um, and you just, whenever she gets into an argument with someone, um, when someone says you're going to be on your knees begging or whatever it is, um, she's always she always has a stronger comeback to that. Even if, like you say, she has nothing. In this situation, we saw her feeling more desperate. It's like she realizes she is backed up against the wall and she just does not know what she's going to do. It's like she totally loses it. It's like she doesn't really have a way out in other situations, but she figures she'll get there. But in this situation, she's just like, I have no idea how I'm going to fix the situation. It's like... It's like she's really been pushed to the end. Yeah. Um, and that was, she doesn't lose her cool. She, she always stands her ground, but she never loses her cool with it. And this time she lost her cool. Yeah. And in the only situations where she, she'd have any doubts or something, she, she'd go talk to Harvey. But in that specific instance, uh, she, like, nobody could find Harvey, which was kind of interesting. I've always wondered how the power dynamic works with um, Harvey and Jessica. Because mm -hmm. um, they seem to be like both of them are really powerful in their own rights. But they all, they both really respect each other and work really well together. In my mind, I see... Jessica still is being above everyone else, so above Harvey um, and above Lewis, even though they're now on the same on the same level. Um, so yeah, it's interesting when she goes to Harvey's secretary, I can't remember her name, and um, he's like, um, she's like, you need to tell me where he is. I still see that from the point of view of her being above Harvey and being the person in charge, when actually when you think about it, they're on a level thing. Um, what I also found really interesting about that scene was when uh, Lewis came in straight after. I think Lewis came in, right? Straight after that. No, yeah. no, sorry. Lewis, uh, wait, it was Lewis, before. Yeah, yeah, because that's why. It was right before. Yeah. 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 Um, so what I found interesting about that scene also was how she said to Lewis, they're coming after me and you need to be on my side and da da da. It's this weird dynamic they have where she still orders Lewis around and she still shouts at Lewis and 
you know, they still have very much an aggressive attitude towards each other, and yet they are on the same side. There's no question that yeah. Jessica... She's, she said, and I, I took a note of it, um, she said, whatever happens, I want you to know Pearson would always consider Lit her partner. And that was, like, such a strong sentence to say, and there was, like, no question about it. At first, I was like perplexed about it i wasn't sure what to think about it because just a few episodes ago it was like war and like she at some point she said to harvey um like if it if this is our firm this is also lewis's firm that was kind of a strange a position like how can she be saying these two sentences Um, just like a few episodes away from each other. Um, but I think it just goes back to the whole um, family thing. With the feeling of that scene, I totally felt like they are a family. The three of them are 100% a family. And there's no way that Lewis was going to go into that vote and vote against her. It would be weird because it's like you just know that they are on the same side. And no matter the differences between... Um, between Lewis and Harvey and Jessica, um, they are a united front. No matter their differences, they are a united front against all of this opposition and all of these other people who are trying to take over the company. These are all external to these three people. And, you know, I, I think it was a real bonding moment. Yeah, they. it's like they they might fight with each other, but when there's a really, like, a big threat, that's facing them they always get together you know talking about the show being circular i find it um interesting how donna left harvey and my thoughts were okay how long before donna goes back to harvey the same way how long before mike goes back to yes and specter whatever it was called at the time right and um it's this this change now i will get onto the change Um, but this change with Mike now being arrested changes everything for everyone. And this now takes that situation of how long is she going to be gone from Harvey and going to be on Lewis's side. But the to me, the way I saw like the the separation between Harvey um, and Donna um, was that Donna wouldn't work for Harvey anymore so that they could be together. Because they had like this whole rule where if we work together, we can't be together. So they ultimately chose to keep working together and like not go any further. And Harvey kind of crossed that line a few episodes ago when he said, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but something, something like, you know, I love you or something like that. And that's sort of what clicked. Um, and to me, it's kind of odd that they haven't gone back together as like lovers. It seems like the terms were either I work with you or we're in a relationship together. And she left, the, she ditched the work thing. And now they have neither of those things. Yeah, exactly. So it seems really strange. But she kind of hinted at that uh, when she went and, and saw um, his therapist. Yeah. And said, um, um, Harvey is really missing out or something. Which is weird. It was weird for me to hear um, Donna say that because... While I do think that's how she feels deep down, I feel like everything we've seen from her has been a strong thing and has been kind of like a stronghold. Um, with with um, Donna's relationship with Harvey lately, Donna has been the one in control and it seems like Donna's the one doing all of the facing off. And, and now she's saying... She's putting herself out there as the one who wants to rekindle. It seems like she's waiting. Like, <laughs> she's, she's just waiting for Harvey to, like, be able to stand up and like, go up to her. Talking about changing dynamics, it's interesting how in, season, in, in the first few seasons, Lewis was 100% a baddie. He was, uh, he was this guy who was just in everyone's way, and he was just always rude and um, out to get Mike and Harvey. But his role has kind of changed now, where he is he is a good guy as well as they are. He is the um he used to be the antagonist and now he's the protagonist. 
Yeah, I... He's flip-flopping. Like, some episodes you feel sorry for Lewis, and some episodes you're, like, you're just, like, a really huge dick, like, and there's, like, there's a reason why <laughs> most people don't like him. Um, but, yeah, I... I feel like for as much as the other characters have changed, uh, Lewis doesn't change, really. He's always going to be that same Lewis that wants Harvey's approval and that always screws yeah. everything up. Um, even when he has the best intentions, he always somehow like screw everything up and end up at where he was. Um and he's he also adds like a he's way more over the top than any of the other characters and it adds like a layer of i don't know fun to the show i think and you can kind of like laugh at lewis um without feeling bad um <laughs> it kind of lightens the mood of uh of the sh- yeah and the way in this episode he tries to um figure out what's going on with uh, Jack Solovs is like just the worst idea ever <laughs> like going directly to Hardman and asking him like, how in the world was that like supposed to do anything good <laughs> and you're like come on lewis I-, I i don't even know what he was trying to do and and but that's an area where I feel like the the writing kind of lacked a little bit. Because it's like I know Lewis is always going to be like a little more over the top. But you know that whole scene is just... It, it's like setting Lewis up so to like have that dilemma of should he uh, side with Hardman or should he side with Jessica? Um, but it doesn't make any sense, like in like in the abstract. If you like take that that like scene out and just have like that that specific moment, you're like, why would anyone do that? Yeah, I agree. Um, so this leads up to the vote on whether yeah. to um, get rid of Jessica. Now, the vote scene was first of all dramatized for tv i mean the the first vote on whether to suspend harvey was dramatized for tv of course it's a show um that uh, like every single scene is obviously but this scene was like you know what why don't we just skip the whole box thing let's all do it in the open we're all friends here we can we can be honest it was like no that wouldn't happen that would just if if the vote came out in a single favor everyone who was on the other side would just immediately go Okay, I, I, I let's do a recount. We're going to do one in private. Yeah, and how, how is that acceptable? <laughs> I, I don't even understand. I, I feel like any vote that is voting against the managing partner should not be like just who's standing right in front of you. Yeah, it's like it's a, a terrible yeah. way to do um, vote. Especially like if you consider the ramifications. If you're one of the two people voting against her and exactly. she stays just like oh see you yeah. see you for coffee tomorrow <laughs> yeah um but i saw that as lewis's way to tell her i'm on your side and by doing that for sure it for it, it forced some people to raise their hand um and like made sure that she wouldn't get kicked out so in a way it was kind of him um, looking, like looking out for her, um, and using Harvey's speech um, to their advantage mm-hmm. to ensure that she'd win. Let's talk about the flashbacks. So, do you want to do you want to talk about the young Mike? Because I feel like this was ah. Oh. The dialogue in the scene was just was kind of cringy. It was like, oh, well, my mom and dad, I want to tell them how much I love them. I want to give them hugs. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, Mike, I've got some bad news. It was just like, there was no subtext to it. It was just all um, exactly what was said, you know. It was kind of self-evident. Like, I, 
a lot of them I was like I'm not sure why we're seeing this especially on a mid-season finale um because I don't think that's the time to do all these flashbacks we want the season finale to be action-packed of things that are happening now because anything that's flashback is just it's a window into like the each characters and their backstory but it doesn't move the storyline along um so that's why i thought it wasn't the greatest mid-season finale so i thought it was i don't know they were kind of setting up probably a lot of stuff there for the next half of the season finale of the 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 season but Um, it didn't seem like the appropriate moment to have all of that. And a lot of the things that we've seen on the on Mike's flashbacks were things we already knew. Um, and I don't know, the, the scene that kind of made it worth it to me was when he goes back and sees the book um, and like starts crying and then there's like this confrontation um between uh, him and the um like religious guy whatever um and he's he says um like the the guy asked him like why can't you s- stop being a fraud and like change it, turning your life around and all that sort of stuff and he says that he can't because he's afraid and i felt that this scene was was a strong scene yeah yeah it was yeah i think this one this one was in the present right it wasn't a flashback um so it was kind of where it felt like it's not impossible to say like i'm gonna stop doing this and completely change my life and the people around me are still gonna be there for me so but apart from that i felt like most of the the flashbacks just made everything of maybe kind of gave you a break of like intense stuff happening in real life um but i felt like a lot of it was superfluous mm. yeah i think um there's been some lead up over the past few episodes where mike's um ex-girlfriend found out about him in his secret Um, well, obviously, she already knew his secret. She just didn't know it was a secret. Um, she found out that he's a lawyer, which then makes it a secret. Um, so his ex-girlfriend finds out. And um, she says to him, you should leave her. Um, which makes you think, oh, shit, something's about to go down. Like, he's going to do it. And then he thinks on it for a little bit. And then he decides, actually, no, because... They have they have this moment, him and Rachel, where it, where she's like, no, please don't leave me. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I really love you. Da, da, da. Um, and um, yeah, and that, I that's feel like also... we've seen that exact scene about five times. Yeah, yeah, same, same. <laughs> I, I do as well. But having seen that, I, I kind of thought, is this really the end of this? Like, is this the ultimate? Because it seems like, it seemed like there was no reason for it to be. It's like oh, we've got this bit of drama added into it, injected into his life, and now he's washed it all away and it's fine again an episode later. It felt like, oh, well, what was really the point of that? But that was kind mm. of lead up to this finale where it's just adding to his thoughts of, am I doing the right thing in my life? And the way that it yeah. brought it on in the past few episodes was he needs to leave Rachel. And the way that they brought it on in the finale was he needs to leave the company and he needs to right. stop doing the whole um, pretending to be a lawyer thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good way to see it. I was like, seriously, are you going to leave Rachel at that point because everything? I, I mean, I, I was like, I thought we, we knew all of this already. Yeah. <laughs> like, you made that decision. Yeah. Um, but it was good of them to like turn it around and see like, Okay, so he he's not he's gonna stay with Ra- Rachel no matter what. Mm-hmm. So how can he fix this situation? Well, maybe he can leave uh, Priesthood and Hardman, uh, Person Inspector, let whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And one other uh, note that I had um, was 
in one of the flashbacks, I think, uh, when he like stole the money um, from like the church. Yeah. He said um, that uh, getting arrested at that time would have completely screwed up his life. Um, and watching the the episode again after seeing what came after made me think that this this was kind of foreshadowing what yeah. was going to happen at the end of well what if he gets caught and mm. what if he gets caught this time and it completely screws up his yeah, life i think i think um i felt i think that what what i thought you were going to say there was maybe it would have been best if they called the police on him the first time and then you wouldn't maybe that would have changed his life and he wouldn't have ended up um being arrested the second time um but um you know um he's other than being arrested everything's turned out pretty well um before this so i don't know whether that's really you know because he's found rachel and everything and we don't know what's going to happen with the arrest um yeah I, no and i mean everything changes right everything changes <laughs> so do we want to go on and talk about this now yeah all right so let's do it um there was so at the end mike gets arrested just as he's leaving totally unexpected i'm sitting back on my sofa i'm like all right cool this was nice <laughs> and then he gets arrested yeah. and it's like yeah. holy shit everything just blew up so yeah you know had this jessica vote happened a day later we might have seen some different results because now, um, because because we, obviously the fact that he's arrested implicates everybody else who knew about it. It then puts them into jeopardy as well. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Everything comes into question. Like mm. all the previous uh, clients they had, like yeah. anyone in the in the firm. It's like this has huge implications. Mm. So there was an article um, which you linked and they'll. We'll put it on the SoundCloud thing, um, which is an interview with. Um, it, it says in the header he's suit boss, but I'm trying to find his actual role. It's, it's the creator of the show. He's like the writer. It's called Aaron Koch. He's called Aaron Koch, yeah. which um, is actually quite a similar name to Aaron Sorkin, but it's not Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> it's Aaron Koch. Um, so he's the creator and showrunner. Um, and he did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. Um, which had some interesting insights. So they talk about the future. And he says, um, in terms of the whodunit aspect, we'll talk, let's talk about that. Um, so he, he said that he wasn't interested, but everybody else wanted to know whodunit, and he decided, okay, we are going to address it. Now, this isn't something we're going to learn in the next episode, but it's something we're going to find out over time. And I imagine it's going to be a fairly... Subtle, so I think there's going to be a fairly quiet scene, maybe four or five episodes, or maybe even the last episode of the season where it's like, Oh, it was that person, I get it. Um, but you know, this, and they also said that they run through, they ran through, okay, what were the, what are the reasons that each person who knows a secret, um, who knows Mike's secret could have had for turning him in. And so they went through all of the different options before deciding on a person. So I don't think it's really possible for us to place our bets because they've considered every everybody. Um, having said that, do you want to place a bet? Do you want to say who it would be good to see as the as the as the um, person who dubbed him in? So before I put that question in the the document, I had read the article. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think the actual person that like ends up having um like out of them um it we're probably not gonna figure out like i because I think like that that part has pretty much already been like thought of before he talked to it uh talked about it to other people so i f- I feel like if it's not important to the writer of the show, then it might not be a big deal. So we probably couldn't see it coming really. And maybe it's like, maybe we never know. Um, but 
um i still was like kind of wondering like okay um who who could even do it in mm-hmm. like the main cast of characters that we know um so i had like i could only come up with two potential people um the first was um maybe the religious guy um that like mike talked to um right yeah could like this is a bit of a stretch but so they weren't in a confessional when he confessed mm-hmm. so and that was like i don't know that was kind of odd that they highlighted that i was like maybe like he wasn't really bound by like the i don't know like yeah yeah the yeah. like secrets of like being in a confessional so like he could do it and he said like um maybe like this was a mistake not to um like call the police when you stole um the money and everything so he had kind of doubts about that so i was wondering like maybe it'd be interesting if like he did it because he saw that same opportunity again to um like i don't know call the police and like force mike to make a change in his life mm-hmm. um so that could have been like an interesting way to go um and uh the other one that i thought maybe was maybe rachel's parent but then it doesn't really make sense because i think they would have talked to her first probably about it um mm. but yeah i don't know who do you think could have done it interesting because it, it cer- certainly isn't anyone in the firm because they all know and there's repercussions on yep. them yeah so that anything so i thought oh what if it's harvey because he's turned on his thing and now he's he wants to make up for that but like apart aside from his friendship with mike and that being like a totally bastard thing to do um it um yeah it, it doesn't make sense because of the repercussions on him like it, it's not it's not possible so um yeah i think that the every every clue points towards it being the vicar and I think for that reason, it probably isn't the vicar. Yeah. Um, that was a good shout with Rachel's parents. I think that's probably a good, a good one because, you know, they could have even discussed it with Rachel, except that we haven't seen those scenes yet or never yeah, will. Yeah, because it was also odd, like the way, I don't know, the way she was looking at him when he got arrested was kind of strange, but I, yeah. like, I don't think Rachel would do that. It's not part of her character, but yeah, it was it was strange. Um, it could also be. I think it it wouldn't be one of the bad guys that we know right now. Um, um, like um, what's the guy downstairs called? Solov. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be him because I think that would be too obvious as well. I think it would be like, yeah, oh, he discovered the secret of his own doing, yeah. and now look what he's done. It would be like, oh, right, he's done another bad thing. It would be too yeah. much of a dismissed thing, like, oh, he's done another bad thing, except that this is the worst thing that can possibly happen in the show. It seems like it would be too dismissive. Um, for and that. I don't think it was Hardman, because he would have used it before that. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really don't know. I mean... Could it have been the ex-girlfriend? Maybe. Maybe. I, I think Maybe. it'll be interesting. I think there'll be, if if we find out about it, it'll be a character that Mike has a relationship with um, in the future. Like, we'll see scenes with them together. And then we'll find out, oh, that was the person who turned him in. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was Harvey's new uh, secretary. <laughs> Maybe that's the end of that one. She overheard something on the <laughs> intercom. She seems very loyal, though. She does, I'm bless not sure. her. Um, <laughs> she she doesn't seem she. Now she annoys me as a character, and I'll tell you why. She's so. Oh look how great I am, Harvey! Look at these ten things I've done without you even asking me to. And it's just I love like, her. oh no, she She's just great. talks too much about how great she is. It's like you're not done. Give up on it. <laughs> like she, but. 
we've got some really good scenes though where um i don't remember what it was like between donna and her and she likes completely like kicks donna's ass and she's like all right i respect you now <laughs> mm, yeah that was funny um she's she, ve- yeah, she's, very, she's very competent but there's, yeah. there's something about the way they present this character which makes you kind of go, okay, she's not Donna's replacement. Like, she's not his knight in shining armor who's going to... Where Harvey's like, oh my God, I don't even need Donna. Even though she's yeah. brilliant, there's still something where you're like, eh. She, you know no matter what, I mean? what, like, she's never going to be Donna. Yeah. And, and you see that in, in this episode. Like, she cannot find Harvey. Yeah. And then Jessica goes and goes to see Donna, and she yeah. she was like, "I didn't ask the right person. Find me Harvey." Uh, so you see that no matter how good she is, like she's never really gonna fully replace Donna. She's not. Donna. But um, yeah. But I like how kind of different she is. She mm. she doesn't have like the character that you'd expect her to have. Um. Like at first, when Harvey was looking for secretaries, like I, I probably would have expected it to be someone that was really bad at her job, and then he'd have like trouble with her, and like there'd be this whole thing. But no, like he ended up finding someone that was really good. Yeah. And for Donna, it would have been a shame if Donna's replacement was a character who had no substance and was just a person who was very good at her job and she just got on with it and was very quiet and she wasn't like a really showy character. I think it really added something the fact that she was actually a character and had yeah. something to her. Yeah, and it creates a bit of a competition mm. in between the two. Yeah, a little bit of one, yeah. yeah. You get the impression that she really doesn't care. Um, like she, uh, It seems like she's been doing this a long time. She's past the point of caring whether she's the new Donna. Um, yeah. And oh, yeah. From her side, she doesn't care, but yeah. Donna cares. Yeah, I think Donna cares. I think Donna wants her not, 100% not to be the new Donna. Because if she's the new Donna, then the old Donna is no longer Donna. She's yeah. no longer Harvey's Donna. Um, so I've written down a few, um, a few random sort of points um, about... Um, about different things, really. The first one is the um, how I thought this show was going to end, ultimately, and how that's now totally skewed because we've had this massive change. Um, and I thought that the show was going to end really with... <laughs> because of the whole name on the door thing, I thought we were going to have, like, get to the very final scene and it was going to be, like... You see the wall and it's got the words like Pearson, Spectre, Lit, Ross, Zane, Donna. Like everyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, we've, we've let this one go. Um, but no, seriously, I, th- I thought... It's a bit too far. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, Donna has her first name on the door because it's like that, that's her status, really. Um, yeah. But, um, but no, seriously, um, I thought the ending was going to be... Um, Mike leaving the firm and that just being that and the question it's still in the air of will he ever get found out well it's case closed it's not going to happen so there's there's two way for like the the show to continue they can like handle it and like everyone's on like this case like harvey's working full-time on it jessica's working full-time on it they're like find a way to get out of it um and they do get out of it and everything goes back to normal sort of or everything really changed drastically Mm. um and we get like a really different show out of it yeah if this was the final season, I could see that happening, where everything just goes to shit. Like, you see a lot of shows do that in the final season. I think that if this was the final season and we had half a season to go, I could see them just 
tearing up the floor, just like flipping the table on the whole show and going, everything's in chaos. But because there was this interview with the creator who said that he really hopes that they have about seven or eight seasons. He was pretty confident about it too. (laughs) It was like, oh yeah, we'll for sure have at least seven seasons. Yeah. Possibly more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not worried about this at all. It'll happen. Yeah. Um, So because that statement has been made, I feel like things have to go back to normal. And I really couldn't imagine, maybe they will start a brand new firm or something. But, you know, all of the legal troubles of it have to go away because we can't continue with them all in prison. So, you know, things have to be resolved. Um, yeah. And that's, that's really the only call I would make about the future of the show is that it's going to be dealt with and it's all going to be resolved. But whether it goes back to how it is right now would be real, like, it would be really interesting to see them. Yeah, I hope they do it in a believable way because yeah. it seems like everything, all the odds are stacked against them. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see how they get past that. Because, mm. um, yeah, like he's guilty like, 100%. There's no doubt about it. So I don't even know how they get out of it. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I feel the same. I'm like, Every, every time I think of what could be a potential, I'm like, yeah, well, if, oh, no, but he's guilty, isn't he? And it's really obvious. Yeah. Like, there's no way that you can say, oh, no, he did go to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't go to Harvard. He has been a lawyer. There's so much evidence. Yeah. So, but n- n- no matter what, I think they can have, like, a season and a half on just this alone. So, like, Mike could be in prison. They could try to find a way to, like, get him out of it. And, like, all that whole situation could be dealt with, like, in a whole season about it. And maybe, like, at the end of the season, they end up finding a solution. Um, and then things, like, kind of slowly go back together uh, mm. for, like, one or two seasons after. Well, you know, I'm not especially suggesting writing ideas to the writers of, of the writers of the show but i know that well, prison, but if they're listening but <laughs> prison never know. break is coming back you know there could be some sort of crossover where they have to escape again and they have to get mike ross out of prison and then <laughs> after awesome. all of that jessica still allows him back into the firm <laughs> well you know what i some shows have tried it but i always I keep thinking that it could be really interesting to have, like, show crossovers from time to time. Those scenes, though, like, if there was a crossover where it was just one or two scenes, it would, or just an episode, it was just, if it was just, like, a filler episode where it was a crossover episode, it would just be, like, anyone who watches both of those shows, it would be, every scene would be magical, just seeing the characters yeah. interact with each other and be like, oh, my God, he's talking to her and... Uh, the 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 summation here is that on any previous season finale or mid-season finale, I would have been able to take a good guess at what would happen and give you maybe three possible scenarios. And, uh, but with this one, I just have no idea what, what they're going to do. Like, yeah. how are they going to get out of this one? I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to it coming back, um, to finding out what happens. I thought the idea would have been interesting of... Um, uh, Pierce Inspector defending Mike in court, but then yeah. again, you get to that. I don't think and you're they like, could. Oh, sorry. I don't think they could, because well, I, I mean, they'd be like under like questioning too. Like they yeah, hired course, yeah. someone that's a fraud. Like they're part of it. Yeah, of course. Um, so, but I I'd assume like they could defend themselves. But even if they weren't a part of it, like if it was no, it had no legal ramifications, say they were allowed to by all legal standards, again, he's guilty, 100% guilty. Yeah. So it, it's another corner. It's another corner that I go into where I'm like, oh, what if this? Oh, no, because he's guilty. <laughs> I really have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. And... One other way that we could look at it is, um, like, what would have happened if Mike didn't get caught? 
there. Like what I I was wondering like what was his plan like going back to school I guess yeah I don't like, know either what, like, like it's like what's happening now <laughs> and like what's happening with Harvey like is Harvey like starting his firm or what I don't yeah, know that's it a good point odd. it would be it would be nice to have um because uh, even if things get back to normal what's the new normal. Yeah, it's, it's like, like way it's way different from what we've had oh, yeah, for the definitely. past seasons, because yeah. Um, so so, so be interesting to see. In this article, um, in this interview with the uh, creator, um, he said that although we've seen some changes in the uh, towards the end of this episode, so Mike resigned, Harvey also resigned. Um, he said that even though we've seen those changes. Um, they haven't been they haven't been implemented yet, and so those are now back up in the air. Those can be reversed um, because now it's like, oh shit, we're dealing with this way bigger thing, and so let's forget about those things. So although we've seen those, it doesn't mean we're going to be like we're going to start the next season, and Harvey's going to be like, well, you know, I'm out of this because I've now quit, or. It, it's not like we're going to continue with all yeah. of those things being factual and continuing. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's not like Mike's going to be like super happy about continuing being a fraud. Oh yeah, to get yeah. out of this. Like, I I think no matter what, like they're at a point where you, there's no return really. It's, yeah, it, definitely. It'd be it'd hard be to hard. imagine them. Doing a complete 180 on everything, mm-hmm. then going back to how everything was. Yeah, his, uh, his so, but I really don't think Harvey is gonna leave uh, Prison Specter. Mm. I really don't. I, yeah, I, I think, really couldn't say that. Because I think you could find something against um, Foreman or um, or Hardman to not have to like deal with this whole situation. Mm. Like there's a another way that they could get out of it than Harvey resigning. Yeah, Mike's leaving speech was pretty sincere this time. He already gave one um, when he left to join the law firm. I think. Um, no, sorry, when he left to join the, um, the to becoming an investment banker. Um, yeah. And he, I think, he gave a speech then. I can't quite remember, but anyway, his leaving speech this time was pretty sincere. Um, I know there's now no way that he can go back to the firm. He's at least now solved his problem of how do I turn down this promotion? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget about that problem. But, yeah. I I guess he could be in school and be like a paralegal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he could go back to school. Um, but then again, all of these legal problems have to go away. So, you know. Yeah. Who knows, who knows be odd. Like, he's he's arrested for fraud and like they somehow find a way to make it appear like he went to law school and then next thing you know he's back in law school taking yeah. the same classes again. That'd be kinda odd. Yeah. Um what if so, they... I don't think we'll find the the answer today. No. What if what if they um if they got a much smaller law school to say that he went to their law school. You know what the problem no, nah, it's probably wouldn't work. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. Um well, yeah, I, I, I tell you I so I, I want to talk about one last change in the show. Yeah. And this is the phrase get your name on the door. Now this has been something that frustrated me from the very start because there isn't a door with the names on. It's a wall. <laughs> yeah. Every time they're like, I want to get my name on the door. I'm like, it's a wall. You're pointing at a wall. <laughs> well, it's just saying, right? I know. It just doesn't work. And I, but I but... think they've realized and come to their senses on it. Or they're just sick of people telling them. Because this phrase has now been dropped from the show. Like, they never say this anymore. Huh. They always point at the wall and they say, "Get you, like I don't even know what they say anymore. But they never say that <laughs> phrase. And I'm so glad it's gone because it's not a door. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I think we've covered everything, right? 
Is there anything pretty else much, that you wanted yeah. to say? No, that that's pretty much everything I had in my notes. So uh, maybe um, one thing we can touch back and say, because I've said um, that I don't think this is a particularly great mid-season finale. Um, so, but I was wondering how you felt about it. Do you think like in comparison to like Um, the other season finales that we've had, like, how does it measure? I thought, I thought the the season finale was really great. Um, the mid season finale, I thought it was a really good episode. I thought it was jam packed with a lot of stuff. Sure. There was some parts like I didn't like Mike's scene with his grandma by the way i'll one i'll get to this in a second um you asked about what i thought of the finale i thought i thought really good i think it's probably the best finale we've had out of suits so far would be what i would say really what would you say why why didn't you like it so it i think it's a great episode but it's not a great finale because i think Okay. A finale is not the time where you have a lot of flashbacks, yep. where you're setting up a lot of uh, backstory. I think the the finale is where things should happen, and there's like it's where you introduce like major changes and where everything's happening. And I'd say like eighty percent of that show is just things that have happened in the past, and the whole like part that's the most important of that finale happens in the last like two minutes and i don't know for me it felt a bit rushed like you get all of that dropped on you at the last minute um where you had the whole show that's filled with like just flashbacks of things we already knew so yeah i don't know i i think it's like the mid-season finale, so maybe like we shouldn't be too harsh on it, but I feel I like it could have been much better. I think when they call it a finale of some sorts, and then they take a massive break, I think they open them up. I think they open themselves up to being called to being compared to a season finale. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes maybe it's not appropriate. Sometimes maybe it's not intended to be like a big cliffhanger thing. And that's fine. They can have those. But this was intended to be one of those. And so I don't feel unfair comparing it um, to to those things. So I think that the penultimate episode of a season, when you're getting ready for a finale like this, should be the one where you have all of the flashbacks. I think the, yeah, penulti- exactly. I think the penultimate episode should be the build-up and all of the preparation yeah. to get you ready for the final episode. And then the final one is like, oh, here's unleashed everything we have um yeah because the pace of that whole episode is pretty slow like usually finales are like packed with action and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah and you didn't really see this here like it was just like the last few minutes where it was a shock but apart from that it was much more like a regular episode. Mm-hmm. I think um, if we're going to rate the season as a whole, though, and the, the standard of episodes in season five, I would say that the show has always been good, but I really think they've oh, taken yeah. a step a, a step up um, in this later season. I think it went up a notch. It's been really good. I've really enjoyed season five. I definitely agree. Um, and I it feels to me like it was a fairly linear progression it seems like every season is better than the previous one um which is something that i don't think you can say about a lot of tv shows um i feel like a lot of shows have a good first season and possibly an an even better second season but after that point it feel it always feels like the writers haven't planned that far they're not sure where to go and that like third season kind of sucks and maybe gets a bit better after but then it like quickly drops mm-hmm. um but I, it really feels like Seuss has just been getting better and better and better um over the last few years so that's been that's been amazing to see so i have this kind of theory on why people 
Yeah, a bit, a bit um, I'm not sure, <clears throat> into the world of disbelieving of, um, of shows after the first few seasons. I think it's because you feel like the first season of a show is telling the story of the character up to a point. And once you feel like the story is kind of caught up with the present and everything after that is reactive, I think you suspend belief for all of the stuff that has come before because it's like, oh, let me tell you about this story, this magnificent story about everything that has happened to this character. But as soon as you as an audience feel like you're back in the present and now you're on, you're moving alongside the character, I think you lose some of that disbelief. And so you're like, oh, he's happened to have won the lottery or whatever. Like you, you would accept the character winning the lottery early on, but you wouldn't accept them winning the lottery in season four because it would just be like, the hell? You feel like you're on board with them. But uh, in, that, in that anything unbelievable that happens really is unbelievable in the later seasons. And I don't think that Suits falls into that trap. I think it continuously kind of has things happen which are believable and which aren't outrageous and, um, you know, aren't like these one-in-a-million events or anything like that. It's just a continued sort of drive on a kind of normal storyline. I think that's why we haven't felt like the show's kind of gone off the rails. Maybe that's a part of it. Well, yeah, I think um, in a way so it's a matter of how the story has been written. So the you could describe the plot of Suits as there's this guy that hasn't gone to law school, but he's a genius, has like a, a photographic memory, remembers everything, and becomes a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then things happen. Yeah. And it's like very open-ended. So yeah. you can chain that, that like story can evolve and there can be like, various like plot lines within that um but some other tv shows are much more about like i don't know like they're much more fixed into like what's supposed to happen um one example was uh the following not sure if you watched that um but it's about like a a serial killer that gets out of prison Mm -hmm. um and it's like well after they catch the guy like how how can this go on like it's a very like fixed storyline that's mm. like centered around like this one event mm. um so it seems odd like at some some shows feel like they kind of have to like keep the same meaning so it's like well okay this was like one like serial killer so maybe like now there's a new serial killer yeah, that's yeah. there and like there is and it just like doesn't make any sense um yeah. and i feel like the first season always has to be good um same thing for um like artists that have like their first album it's always really good because if it was shit you would just never hear about it you know what i mean like they had to like sell that first season and it had to like go through a series of approval and like finding out like is this a good show yes or no so because of that it has to be at least like good enough right Mm -hmm. but like after a certain point none of the story has been written yet it's not like pre-vetted um, so they have to kind of come up with ways to keep it going as they go along, even if it wasn't meant to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, it was, it was interesting also reading the article, um, that, um, the author said that usually they kind of plan like roughly a season in advance, and when they actually sit down and write everything that they had in mind, they usually get like six episodes <laughs> and then they have to like come up with a way to continue from there, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and it seems fascinating that they were able to keep everything going, um, like being like such like going really like not a long time of planning in between 
the different season and a lot of thinking. It's what interests me about that though is that when they only plan out one season, quote unquote, um, when they have a cliffhanger, they must like have some sort of continuation from that where they know what's going to happen. Like they don't leave the guy dangling on the cliff without planning. You know if he's gonna catch onto a rope or what you know you know what i'm saying like they need to yeah say oh well then this happens and then this happens and then this so that must take them at least a few episodes into the next season i i wonder what this strategy is i i feel like it might be easier to write like the first few episodes of a season and a few last ones and then fill up from there but i don't know this might make a weird story um I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, but I think uh, I think we should wrap up. <laughs> so uh, thank you for uh, for joining me. Yeah, no problem. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. We've had fun. Sweet. Um, uh, do you want to tell uh, people where they can find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, I am Andrew Projdent on Twitter. The Projdent is short for my company name, which is Project Dent. You can find that at projectdent.com. I actually relaunched um the website itself i moved it over to the website medium um so it's now a publication on medium is the things website um so you can check that out if you're interested um yeah what about you do you want to tell people about your your stuff yeah i'm uh, at vernal kick on twitter uh and my website is kevinclark.ca um and I like your website. yeah that's, that's pretty much it Thank you. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Goodbye. Bye.